Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello. I texted you the other day and I asked you the question, do you think of me as a heavy breather? Mm, yeah. And fairly quickly you texted back a, a resounding no. Yep, just said no. You had no curiosity, no curiosity as to why I asked the question. Oh, it's a very you question to ask. <laughs> <laughs> very you. I didn't even bat an eyelid. I just like, does he? No, doesn't. Text back, no. Because I was so pleased when you said that because I was watching back a video on my phone. I'd videoed my son doing something or other in the living room. And this isn't the first time this has happened. As I was watching it, I was too distracted by my own breathing to enjoy the video. I sound like a 1980s telephone sex pest. <laughs> you can hear your own breathing. Yes, always. Maybe your phone is too close to your face when you're filming. But I've taken to holding it at arm's length. Good, yeah. Just so that I can't hear my breathing and I still can. <laughs> and it's made me really oh. paranoid. I don't think of you as a loud, heavy breather. So so I wrote something about it on Twitter. I can't even remember what. Mm. And then some people replied saying, oh, yeah, I always thought that when you're on the radio. Really? Yes. Did you ask any other friends? No, just you. Oh, because you knew that would be nice. <laughs> no, you knew that would be honest. No, really? Oh. I asked Sarah. Oh. And she she she, she didn't. It, it wasn't a firm rebuttal like with you. Mm. I think, you know, she was trying to spare my feelings a little bit. So you're now taking any steps to quieten your breathing? I mean, it's a difficult thing to be conscious of, isn't it? It might, it's the sort of thing that might make me a bit panicky. Mm. <laughs> the more I think about it, the weirder it is. And then, yeah. I mean, if there are any uh, roles going in, because the 80s, and I, th I think, like, there's a lot of retro things being made for TV and Hollywood now, set in the 80s. It's quite fashionable, isn't it? Mm -hmm. If you need any retro sex pests. It's definitely very retro, isn't it? I think mm. it's not something that you could utilise so much now unless it was in a retro format. Yeah, yeah. people don't seem to heavy breathe on the mobile phone. Why would, Why don't they do it anymore? Why were they doing it in the first place? And Well, I know why they were doing it, but, <laughs> but it's a weird thing to suddenly think to do. Like, who was the first ever person to do it? It's not. And why did it catch on? This is the thing. With, with all these things, it's never who was the first person to do it. Mm. It was who was the next person to find out about it and think, Oh, yeah, that sounds good. I'll, I'm going to do that too. 
I think that about everything from sort of drinking milk onwards. It's I think people are weird and somebody is weird enough to go up to the udder of a, a cow and think, I'm going to have a little suck on that. <laughs> squeeze, see what comes out. But then it's the person that they told. Mm. Oh, yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give that a go. Give a go yeah. Um, so I don't know if the, the, the face mask situation is going to make it better or worse, really. For heavy breathers? Yeah, it'll make me more aware of my... Oh, I see. I think I said this on the podcast a while ago. One, I have called people whilst wearing a face mask on a number of occasions, and every time they've known who it is. Oh, so the whole hanky over the, the thing doesn't, ma- no, doesn't work? No, oh, all those calls I, I made, thinking <laughs> those heavy breathing calls, they all knew it was me. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, what else? Um, I was going to mention this is. I, I saw a, a trailer for a TV show. It's an acquaintance of mine. Like we, we're sort of friendly, but we've never done anything to turn the acquaintanceship in, into a friendship. If you see what I mean, so mm-hmm. it's, it's actually like a work colleague of Sarah's, a stand-up comedian called Brett Goldstein. Oh yes. And I really like him. I really like his comedy. He was on the radio show years ago promoting a film that he stars in and co-wrote called Super Bob, which is... Uh, yeah, did you see that yeah, film? Yeah, it's really it's great. lovely. Yeah, 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 really good. And uh, I, I like him enormously. And whenever we bumped into each other or interacted online, we're always like, oh, I think, I think we're going to end up having a friendship here. But it's never quite happened. And he works in America a lot of the time now, which is why he popped into my head this week, because he's got a new show coming out, um, which has Jason Sudeikis in it, I think. And he's, um, I think it's maybe on Netflix or one of, I, Apple or one of those things. And so he's clearly, his, his career is going very, very well mm. in the States. Uh, and I saw the trailer for his new show, and I was thinking, "Oh, Brett Goldstein, he's he's a he's a good egg," um, and he has a podcast called "Films to Be Buried With." And when he was launching this podcast, he said to me, "Oh, will you you come on as a guest sometime?" Okay, nice. And I always worry about going on other people's podcasts because I think I'm going to ruin them and I'm not going to be a good guest. And then I do these interviews and then I will literally spend days afterwards thinking, oh, I wasn't very good on that. Why did I do it? I I, I always say yes because I want people to like me. Mm. And then I get into like a panic for days leading up to it about how I'm going to be rubbish. And then for days afterwards thinking, oh, I wasn't very good on that thing. So, um, but... Yeah, you know, I like Brett and I like films and I was sort of excited for him to ask me. But I still had an awareness that I bet if better people start saying yes, mm. it'll get kicked into the long grass. Okay. So sure enough, this uh, this podcast launched and like lots of very well-known comedians have been on it. So uh, people like Sarah Millican and James A. Castor and then TV presenters like Richard Osman. I noticed somewhat recently he's had Sharon Stone on it. Oh, what? Yeah. And um, a while ago, I think maybe when he was working in America a lot, there were some big American names like that on it as well. So I, I'm now fully aware that I'm never going to get asked on that podcast. Okay. But in a passive-aggressive way, every time he tweets about a new episode, I always like the tweets. Oh, <laughs> the little reminder. <laughs> of course. And all that is going to do is present whatever, you know, the seed of a friendship might have been there. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just going to make... It's, it, I've already made that far too 
difficult for that to ever happen now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so there's that. We're going to be on a podcast soon, aren't we? Yes, fingers on buzzers. I don't know if that will be out in the next couple of weeks, but uh, we recorded last night. I, th- that was another one where I really feel like, they were like, oh God, who can, who can we ask on this podcast? I think someone dropped out last minute. <laughs> And it was it was desperate. Yeah, yeah. Who's got microphones at home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, you know, I look at their podcast and think, oh, they've had everywhere. Like everyone has been on it, um, but not us. Yeah. So you know, at some point, presumably, they tried it, to play it as best till last, but we, we, we all saw through yeah, that. Yeah, they, they were calling it the grand finale. I'm yeah. thinking, really? Like, so we're the grand finale over, for example, no such thing as a fish. Yeah, yeah. Like, because I was looking at the list. And I thought at some point in the 50 episodes or whatever it is that they've done, they were, the, the producer who used to produce our radio show mm. would have said to the hosts, one of whom has been a friend of mine for nearly 30 years, what about Jeff and Annabelle? Because mm. it, it would have been an, an she's easy... She's got our phone numbers. She's got our phone numbers. It would have been an easy booking. <laughs> yeah, very easy, yeah. <laughs> and they clearly said, no, I don't think so. No. And then you look through the list and they, they've... They, it's it's not like we've only just occurred to them at this point. No, 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 no. Anyway, we've done it now. Yeah, so that'll be out in the, <laughs> the next week or so, I imagine. <laughs> Annabelle. Yes. How's the, um, I know they said, how's the post bag looking? Oh. A little, uh, little flashback. Yeah, yeah, going back a bit there. How is the post bag looking? It's bulging, obviously. Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, steady trickle. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, so what, who's the first one from? It's from Adrian Ugden, age 58. I like having people's ages. Yes, yeah, It's nice that, to please. know, yeah. A few years back, I wanted to buy a new shirt and tie combination for an important function. I'd previously bought a suit and similar matching shirt and tie combo for my wedding from the high-end tailors William Hunt, who supply suits to the likes of David Beckham, James Corden, Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen, etc. So I trotted back to their Covent Garden store as I'd seen Beckham wearing a white shirt and tie look and I wanted to wear this with my existing wedding suit. Maybe the relative unlimited budget for my wedding had made me forget how much things cost in the tailors. <laughs> but anyway, I asked if they had a white shirt and white tie, only to be told by the extremely stylish assistant that they only had the shirt and would need to courier the tie over from their Savile Rose store. It would be with them tomorrow morning, but I would need to pay for them now. I tried to casually ask how much the shirt and tie would be and really wasn't expecting the cost of £250. <sighs> Shaken to the core, and knowing that I had a maximum budget of £75, I should have just said, oh, that's a little too expensive for me, but proceeded to panic and say that I really just wanted to try the tie on first. (laughs) The assistant was being patient and said slightly agitatedly that the tie would be exactly the same colour and fabric of the white shirt, and I could see from the dozens of other colours that they matched nicely. Amazingly, I came back with, well, I would really like to try it on. To which the assistant told me to come back in the morning, but pay now. I was floundering badly and still trying to pretend that this was the shirt and tie I really wanted. I even surprised myself by asking again, do they match? (laughs) The assistant was getting annoyed now and said, yes, as we've established, they are matching like every other colour available. 
any dignity remaining, had left as I edged small step by small step to the door, while saying, so uh, the courier can come tomorrow. Excellent. Great service. Matching material. Yes, great. I escaped onto Monmouth Street saying, OK, I'll be back tomorrow then. Whilst the assistant said once again, you have to pay for it now, though. I was halfway down the street <laughs> shouting back, no problem. See you tomorrow. I think I heard the distant mumble from William Hunt Shopper. No, you bloody well won't. <laughs> It still makes me cringe, but the matching shirt and tie set I got from Top Man in Oxford Street 15 minutes later looked pretty good for the price of £30. There you go, you came on under less than half of your budget. Yes. That's great, I hope you bought some snazzy cufflinks. <laughs> I hope so too. really like using the word snazzy. Snazzy is a lovely word, yeah. snazzy, jazzy, all those. Yeah. Saw David Beckham outside one of those tailors a while ago. I was uh, recording something for my Beatles show on Savile Row and I saw I didn't recognise him because you know what I'm like. I'm so bad with those things. And the producer got really giddy because David Beckham had walked past. Oh. I um I'd look at the Daily Mail online the other day and it said Beckham's finally leave their Cotswolds bolt hole, hole to go on holiday in Italy. And thought finally was an interesting word. Finally. Like we've all been spending lockdown thinking, when will the Beckhams get to go on holiday? When will these very rich people oh. get to go to another country? Finally. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is from Supreme Empress Lorna Williams. Last year on a lovely Sunday morning, I ventured out to walk my dog Jess. No sooner had we left the house, she stooped down and did her business on the pavement. I cleaned it up and we went on our merry way. Later on in the day, while on Facebook, I saw a post on our village page. A lady was outraged that someone had not picked up after their dog. To my horror, she went on to describe me (laughs) and my dog, detailing the colour of my hat, coat and the dog's harness colour. She'd apparently shouted at me through a window and I just smugly laughed at her and walked away. Now, this is definitely not me. I'm a typical drifter. I would never be so rude and always clean up after my dog. I was actually listening to Frank Skinner's autobiography and was chuckling away to that, not laughing at women I didn't even see. I was so upset by the comments that ranged from smeared dog poo on her windows to (laughs) reporter to the RSPCA that I deleted myself from the page, donated my hat to the nearest charity shop (laughs) and then bought a new coat. I even changed the route I walked the dog. She actually made me doubt myself, so I sent my husband up the street to check for a rogue dog mess. The perils of living in a small village, they are always watching you. Oh, I love those Facebook groups. They're very, they're fascinating, aren't they? I'm, a, I'm on one of the next door ones. I'm on next oh, door, not I very much happens, it. but our neighbourhood, Stoke Newington in London, there's so much been happening. Is there a lot of bitching? There's so oh, much bitching. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And people say, where's the number where I can grass these people up? There's always one <laughs> people to grass the people up. What's with people? Oh, dear. I told you I had a similar thing whilst walking the dog a few years ago where somebody came at me about not picking up dog poo. Oh, yeah. And. Like I'm, I'm, I'm all you know. Always very good at that. Of course, I'm always going to pick up dog poo. But mm. you know, I couldn't. He said, "I saw your dog uh, sniffing back there, and I saw the poo." And I thought, I'm pretty sure the dog didn't do a poo. It's possible I missed it. I thought I'm going to go back and pick it up. Mm. So I went back to pick the poo up. Stone cold. It was one of the worst moments of my life. That was not my dog's poo. No. There's something so gross about picking up somebody else's dog's poo. Especially when it's cold. Yes. I, I don't feel it even slightly. I don't care about my own dogs. Why is it more disgusting for someone else's? I don't know. It's revolting. If anything, it makes you feel ill. If anything, hot should be worse. Yeah, it shouldn't, but cold is vile. Mm. Mm, interesting. It's that sort of fossilised quality, isn't yeah. it? Sorry about this. We didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. 
Let's move on. Yeah. I'm feeling sorry for the person that got the hat from the charity shop. So they would then look like the naughty person. <laughs> the naughty person. Yeah. Uh, and this is- I also love that that in in the woman's head who was so apoplectic that that, that what somebody laughing at an audio book looks like mm. looks like somebody sort of <laughs> evilly cackling yeah. at their diabolical yeah. lack of yeah. picking poo up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, those things. Okay, and this is from Abigail. I went on a course much earlier this year and met two ladies that were good friends and were both very lovely. Very sadly, the news reached me this week that one of them had recently died. So I messaged the other one and she sent a lovely message back describing the sad illness and paying a beautiful tribute to her friend. And while I was reading it on my phone, I managed somehow to send a laughing emoji back. (gasps) I couldn't erase it or change it. I don't even know where it came from. Uh. I was scrolling down her message and my fingers just spasmed and did it. I quickly followed it up with a no in capitals. (laughs) Followed by my fat fingers. Followed by pressed a random button. Then don't know don't know how I did it. Basically making it much worse. She was very nice about it, but it didn't change the fact that it looked like I'd lulled her poor, lovely dead friend. If there isn't an emoji for I want to curl up and die, can they please invent one? Oh, that's good. Um, please. Send us your stories and anything like that. So, what 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 do we have there? Just sort of broadly speaking, we're sort of ac- accidentally turning people against you. Yes. Um, oh, what inappropriate uh, slips of the slips slips of the finger whilst texting? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the first one. So it could there. Been, we've had some before where people have bought things way out their price range. So they don't want to admit they can't afford it. Yeah, at least, yeah, at least yeah, you yeah, try yeah, to yeah. get away with it. But anything yeah. along those lines. It'd be nice. good to sort of zoom in on the lies you tell mm. to avoid buying something. Yes, you know yes. The, the 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 most basic version is oh, I'm just going to go for a walk and think about it. Mm-hmm. Like, have you managed to go more elaborate than that and yeah. embellish it more than that? Uh, so those and, are, and then if you've got caught out on it, even better. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah. So those are some uh, potential uh, topics for you. But anything on the uh, subject as ever of your uncomfortable social interactions, email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. Annabelle. Yes. Let's have another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult. I went to a playground with my son this week. And when I say this week, I mean every day this week. And every day since they reopened on July the 4th. And when I say every day, I mean usually twice a day. Like my son could take or leave a playground before, but now it's like the gates of heaven to heaven have opened up. <laughs> like he's obsessed by going. And on this particular day, Rudy, my son, had a fire engine with him. A toy, a toy one, obviously. <laughs> like he's very into emergency vehicles at the moment. And I do find it weird when toddlers get into this. It doesn't feel quite right when he gets excited and waves and points at an ambulance, for example. Because I think like there could be someone like really, there probably is. There is someone like seriously ill in there. And fire engines, they could quite possibly be on their way to risk their lives pulling people from an inferno. Like there's a lot of death involved. Yes, yes. Slightly strange. Anyway, he's got a fire engine. And he's never brought a toy to a playground before. Almost as soon as he arrives, a slightly older child came over holding a car and wordlessly agreed a swap with my son. Right, okay. Now, it's a big fire engine and this was a small car. Mm. It is not a same value swap. (laughs) Even though Rudy seemed quite happy with it, the kid seemed to decide that he did need to bolster his end of the deal. And he went off and he came back with a gun to give to Rudy. Uh. Now, it's not a real gun, obviously. It's a toy gun. (laughs) 
It's quite an elaborate one. Like imagine a showman from the Wild West, but more colourful. Right, right. And if you press the trigger, it makes quite an alarming machine gun noise. I'm not a parent with many rules, but I'm not crazy about him having toy guns and toy knives. Yeah. Is that okay to say? Yeah, yeah, I think not so. Not crazy about it. Are toy knives a thing? Well, actually, yes, because Tom bought him a magazine recently with pirate stuff on the front that included a dagger, and I wasn't very happy about that. But I did call it a cutlass to make myself feel better. And also, <laughs> We've done that with guns, you call them, like shooters or something. <laughs> and a blaster. Rudy, Rudy was a hundred times more interested in the one gold hoop clip-on earring. Right, so right. I wasn't that bothered. But yeah, like I think that you, there are cutlasses yeah. and things yeah, involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I do, like, I, I think I have turned into... You know, now that I've clawed my way up into the middle classes, I've, I've turned into that parent who like really feels uncomfortable if my kid plays with something shaped like a gun mm. or a sword or, or mm, whatever it mm. is. And yet I spent my whole childhood playing with those things. Okay. And, you know, I, I can... You once went on a spree, so... We was, yeah, we don't talk <laughs> so, about it. <yeah. laughs> so it did have some effect yeah. on you. So I really... Don't really want him playing with guns. But of course, I'm not going to say this, like mm. not to the mum and not even to a three or four year old boy. Mm. Like they could have given my son a toy heroin set <laughs> if such a thing existed with little needles and teaspoons and tiny tin foil. And I'd have said, oh, how lovely. Let's all pretend to jack up. You call it drug paraphernalia, don't you? Oh, right. Paraphernalia. I believe, yeah, right, yeah. Okay. What did I say? A set. A set. <laughs> Like a tea set. Right. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was I thinking. I think paraphernalia is an unusual choice of word for it when you think about it as well, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So my son is running around with this gun and he doesn't get that it's a gun. He doesn't know what a gun is. Yeah. He's not using it like a gun, but he is pressing the trigger and it's making machine gun noises. And I am feeling really judged by the other parents. So I keep saying loudly to him, you'll have to get that back soon. <laughs> you'll have to give it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. And at one point, an older boy, about five or six, comes and asks to have it. And I would love to give it to him to get rid of it, but it's not mine to give away. So I say no. And then the boy starts crying, like crying badly. So I say to him, oh, sorry, I'm really sorry, but you can't have it. And he's crying so much now that he can't get his words out. And he's fallen to the floor. And I'm regretting ever coming to this part. <laughs> And I've had enough now. So I take the gun back to the mum who gave it to me. And she says, oh, no, it's not actually ours. We just borrowed it off that boy over oh, there. Oh, no, oh, and no, oh, the crying no, boy. oh, no. Uh, to anyone else in that playground, only paying a slight bit of attention, I'd brought a gun <laughs> to a playground. I'd let my child run right with it and then made another boy cry. I'm going to have to lie to my son and say there's been another lockdown. <laughs> Should we do more of those sort of laughing on the outside, dying on the inside things? Oh, because everyone's said it a thousand times before. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So this is from Mike in South Wales. Window cleaners come up a lot recently, haven't they, window cleaners? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they don't want you to jokingly point and say, oh, you missed a bit. Although in last week's story, it wouldn't have been a joke. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm pretty sure he's right. It's probably they probably hear that a lot. Yeah. It's probably quite annoying. I'd be interested to hear from Window Cleaner um, uh, whether things have moved on since the 70s, where everybody <laughs> you know, thinks of confessions of a window cleaner. Yeah, and think you're, you're being naughty. You're, 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 you know, you're living a highly saucy life. Same yeah. goes for Milkman as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to know that. Jill says, "I'm a dog walker, and at least once a week, someone will say to me, oh, 'Oh, you got your hands full there.'" Not much to say other than smile and nod. 
Uh, Grand Regal Empress Liana writes, my partner Max is a postman and he has an annoying thing which has been said to him continuously for years. This is a quandary as well. At least once a week, without fail, someone will say to him as he's approaching them with letters, you can keep the bills, haha, or hope there aren't any bills in there for me. And every person who says it thinks of the first person to make this joke, which obviously makes it 10 times worse. As a fully blown drifter, Max would like to know what should he say in response to this as his usual awkward half smile or fake laugh is starting to run dry. (laughs) I'm not surprised after like how many years and I didn't say. So what we need is like one great comeback from that line. Yeah, yeah. But we might need to work on this or maybe get some Uh, suggestions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or come back to it. (laughs) And this is from Anon. I used to work at Asda and any time I had to get on my knees to stack the bottom shelf, people always used to say, say one for me while you're down there. I didn't even know what they meant at first. Apparently they meant a prayer since I was on my knees. I've not heard that one before. No. I now work at the student loan company and literally everyone asks me to delete their student loan for them. So if you say that, please bear in mind, you're very far from the first. I wonder if it's still a thing with Asda if people expect you to like pat oh, your bum yeah. as the price. Oh, I would hope not. Yeah. Mm. Um, anyway, I, I don't know if we're sort of running out of steam with those or not. Oh, but... there's loads more jobs. Come on, if yeah, you want. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell, tell us the 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 thing, the little quip that people always make when they find out what you do for a living or if you deal with them in a customer service kind of way. The things where you have to laugh on the outside but you die on the inside because you've heard them so many times. Let's have some more, please. Uh, Hello at adriftpodcast.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a little thing. It's, it's a bit like laughing on the outside and, and dying on the inside um, in a way. So I was listening to an interview. It was John Stewart, you know, formerly of The Daily Show. Oh, yeah. On The Howard Stern Show. And he was promoting some film. But a lot of what he devotes his time to now is – he has some kind of rescue farm where livestock that was going to be slaughtered or which has been poorly kept, he he rescues it and keeps it on this this farm. And they were talking about him having pigs. So the subject of pigs comes up. What is pretty much the first thing that is said when you're discussing pigs? Pigs? Yeah. They'd eat your face if they could. I didn't, didn't know that one. I thought that was cats. <laughs> well, I just made that up. <laughs> No, it's uh, it's when people say, "Well, actually, pigs are oh, they're very pigs are very clean, yeah. very intelligent, very intelligent and very clean animals. They, they don't look very clean. I don't know why. It's a myth. <laughs> they look filthy. But what is it that when like people feel like they are the first one to ever impart this information? Yeah, it's one of those. It's things. always like, yeah. well, actually, did you know? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. like you, you're the first person to ever say it. So. Uh, so that tickled me. Um, 
then the other thing I was going to talk about was the other night um, we got a babysitter, my wife and I. We thought, we're going to have a few hours to ourselves in the evening. Mm. Do you know what we're going to do? Go to Soho in central London. You went to Soho? Playground. Playground of the hedonists. Really? <laughs> yeah, so actually what it, what it was is we went out on our bicycles oh. of an evening and as a destination we thought, oh, let's go and have a look at Soho because we've got and seen the pictures of the streets really crowded. We want to go and see if it's real mm. for ourselves. Now, there was no intention and, and nor did we like, go into a bar or a restaurant or anything. We just... You didn't revel. No, no, no. no reveling. No. I mean, I wouldn't revel at the best of times, mm. but we just went to look at the people uh, before cycling back again. Anyways... So when we get there, we get into Soho Square, which is one of the big sort of central squares, if if you don't know it, in Soho in London. And and it was full of people. It was after having all these weeks of lockdown and and now trying to be socially distanced as possible. And bearing in mind, like I'm still thinking of these bike rides as a form of exercise. It it was almost an alarming amount of people to see. I've not yeah. seen that. Oh, Even really? though I guess if I'd have been there on a normal summer's night, it would have looked quieter than it usually does. Mm. It seemed I mean it was it felt like being at a festival or something. Mm-hmm. And in that square they have set up what I believe the French call pissoirs. Okay, yeah. So there's sort of outdoor urinals and the queues for these things, all these men waiting to, you know, pee in the open air, mm. uh, were, were quite something to behold. Okay. Now, Sarah at this point gets angry right. that these things exist. Really? Yeah, because her point is, oh, so the men, is everybody needs to pee, mm. but because there's an easy fix for men and it's okay for men to just uh... pee on these things, we'll just stick these things and there's half of the problem sorted. But we can't think what to do about the women, so they just have to uh, suffer. suffer. She makes a very good point. So she said that she would rather be, be nothing there and everybody has to suffer rather than mm. deal with half the problem. Mm. Now, I want to be clear at this point. I don't know what I think, which is why I bring it up. I think she's probably right. I remember going to um, an airport in Scandinavia a few years ago and they'd taken out all the urinals and replaced them with cubicles so that the men's toilets were no more or less busy than the ladies' toilets. Right. I think they probably do these things because men are more likely to do it on the street and that's a bit more disgusting. It would just be rivers of wee-wee, whereas women more likely to kind I don't know, hold it in or find a toilet. Am I right? I'd like to refer people to the episode of Adrift where <laughs> Annabelle describes going to the toilet in the street. Oh, come on. Come on now. They were extraordinary, extraordinary circumstances. Also, let me tell you something about that wife of mine. Yeah. Neither she nor her mother need extraordinary circumstances to be urinating in the street. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. What mother? <laughs> Okay, right. Like either the first, or maybe maybe it was the first Christmas I ever knew her. I'd like I, I knew that to be true about her to such an extent. Only have, having met her maybe once or twice at that point, that the thing I took her for Christmas was, was a she wee. Right. One of those funnels for making outdoor yeah. weeing easier for the ladies. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She considers the outdoors to be nature's toilet. Okay, fine. Well, she'd love Soho then. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, one one more thing before we get on to Quandary Corner. And it's it's a mini quandary, but it's something that came up on the podcast a while ago. Now, I I said, if I'm to have a snack as I'm just closing up for the evening, turning Uh, the lights off and stuff, like, 
how long should I leave it before I then brush my teeth? Mm-hmm. Because I think you want to... Like say you said swallow and then you could brush your teeth straight away. Yeah, I do. Whereas I I like you know the, the lingering taste in my mouth for mm. a while. I just don't quite know what the right amount of time is. But you had some feedback on this. Yes, from my niece, eleven um, year old niece, and she says ten minutes because like you, she likes to let the taste linger. Let me ask it another way. Mm-hmm. How? What what is the gap you could go between brushing your teeth in the morning mm. and eating some marmite on toast, for example? Um, I'd probably just do it straight away. So you can have a, a minty <laughs> mouth and then eat marmite on toast. It's not ideal. So, it's so not I'm, ideal. I'm not saying in desperate and you know <laughs> in extremis. I'd probably have the toast first, then clean my teeth, but straight after. But if if I if I got them the wrong way around, like say I clean my teeth and then thought actually I'm quite hungry. Yeah, mm. I, I don't know. I guess I'd wait. 10 minutes so is 10 that that suggests to me that 10 minutes is the rule yeah okay well then that can be the solid rule time for more solid rules in this week's quandary corner at the glap clinic here in problematic yes annabelle from whom is the first one it is from well i just find it chris I'm currently spending a lot of time using Zoom. Mm. I teach English on it. And for a lot of my students, it seems like they've rarely or ever used it before. The thing about Zoom that gives me a lot of anxiety is the initial part where you can see each other, but have a message like Annabelle is connecting to audio and neither party can hear anything yet. What is the appropriate thing to do? Should I smile at the other person? For how long? Don't want to seem unfriendly, but also not creepy. Should I wave? feels weird should i ignore them feels impolite should i make some whoopsie we can we can't hear each other gestures feels a bit childish should i keep my video off until their audio is connected but maybe they'll think i'm not there then what if i get the dreaded annabelle failed to connect to audio message we're just stuck in this horrible no man's land staring at each other it's awful. As I think you can tell, I desperately need to know the rule. Many thanks and all the best wishes, Chris. Oh, this is a good question, isn't it? Um, we need a whole new set of rules for this whole new Zoom world, don't we? See, I have never been the first person in a Zoom room. Oh, you like to come to the party late. Which I don't in real life. I like <laughs> no. to be very punctual and leave early, but that tends to not to be an option on Zoom. Um, I've, I want to make clear here, I've done zero social Zooming. Okay. Saying this to Annabelle as we were walking up to the attic before to do the podcast. Like, um, no, nobody, none of my friends have checked in on me or suggested maybe we do some kind of social thing over the over a webcam. Hmm, it's almost like your friends know you. Yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> it's so nice. Um, so, I mean, that, that would be my first bit of advice. Because don't... This is how little I understand about it. Doesn't it have to be the person who set up yeah, the meeting? The host will be. They have to first. be the first person to be in there. Yeah, yeah. But I guess if he's the he's <gasps> teacher, then... oh, what if you can be looking busy, head yeah. down, scribbling notes for the lesson? And what about a bit of? Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, and then whistling, and then only only, and don't don't even look at the screen. Resist the temptation. Only when mm. you can hear them. <clears throat> or so, hello. Oh, I didn't notice oh, you there. Sorry, hello. Although, yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. only downside to this is that, as I know from having hosted before, you have to click someone to enter. Who are you hosting with? Oh, you know, like all the friends, all the <laughs> just my family. Um, <laughs> you have to click. 
to let people in. So actually, that's not very convincing. Uh, ah, yeah, my own my idea was rubbish. Okay, yeah, back to yeah, the drawing board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> oh, I know. I've got it. Yeah. You click to let them in, and then you go, oh, bring, 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 oh, and then answer the phone. So, so it's a, call yourself. No, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> mm. Oh, I know. Yeah. Text message. Just suddenly pick up, click yeah, them in, yeah, yeah. And pick up your phone, like, oh. I think then, anything mm, which involves sort of scrolling. letting them in and then immediately be seen to be, like, fumbling around. or, or having, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's urgent that you do it. Yes, Or, yeah. like, turn your head back and, like, be talking to someone yeah. who's not there. Or picking oh, yes, something up off the floor. Yeah, 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 okay, okay. Stroking a cat. Yes. Yeah, they, they, I think that's the only solution. Okay, I think it's a good solution. I think we thoroughly workshopped yep. it. That's yep. the only solution. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Have you got the nice filter on your face when you zoom? No. There's a thing where you can sort of, it's like a, I think it is that, it's filter. You, you can wow. enhance your appearance. Have you been using that? It takes years. Or <laughs> you look 32. Do you have it set to mosaic view or the one where the person speaking goes, fills the screen? Uh, depends. Oh. Mix it up. Depends do on you really mood. mix it up, do you? Yeah, yeah, it depends. Interesting. Mm. Okay. Do you look at yourself a lot? Yeah, who doesn't? I know, I know, I know. It's awful, isn't yeah. it? I try not to. Not like I'm enjoying it. You no, just can't help it. Like, yeah. I will go out of my way to avoid mirrors. I, mm. I hate looking at myself so much. I find it so depressing. And yet, when I'm on a Zoom call, it's like a narcissist yeah. staring into the pond. My eyes are just drawn. It's disgusting, yeah. yeah. Okay, this is from Lee. At the beginning of lockdown, I put a Facebook message on a work-based page asking folk if they had any podcast recommendations. I'm fairly new to the glorious world of podcasts and previously the only one added to my library updates a new show only every month. Somebody that knows me only vaguely suggested yours and I've ploughed through nearly 100 episodes. Oh, Christ. For the last few months, you will have found me randomly singing Podication to the Record Breakers theme <laughs> or saying everything is amazing in an American drool. I am very confident that folk I know would love it as much as I do. But when I recommend it to people, I say something like, it's a podcast about social ineptitude and awkwardness. It's very funny. But I think they think that it's some sort of self-help or hippie share and care. Let's sit in a circle and look at our privates with a mm. hand mirror type of affair. <laughs> My question is, <laughs> what is the best appetite wetter to get folk on board? Do you have a pithy description that would make people think, now that I have to hear. I have had one person actually say, that sounds terrible. How many episodes have you listened to? <laughs> Any thoughts will be followed to the letter. I, I would like to know this as well, because I think when people ask me what I do and I say, oh, I do a podcast and they say, what is it? I think I describe it terribly. Yeah, no, I, I terribly. do as well. I think if I was going to look at my privates in a mirror, I wouldn't use a hand mirror. I'd use some kind of distorting mirror. <laughs> You're like the the uh, the ones you have, like the review mirrors, which make the objects appear closer than they actually are. <laughs> okay, let's move Somebody on. Somebody should that. sell those. No, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> Come we, on, you're 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 better at this sort of thing than me. Let's give us something pithy that we can all say. Have you listened to Adrift? It is. This this is the trouble. We are the worst possible people. We need some kind of copywriter because. I don't think either of us can cope about cope with talking about ourselves in a way that is in any way not self-deprecating. Mm, mm. I think 
you know there's a lot of it's supposed to be humorous but you know yeah yeah i think both of us would have very different careers (laughs) especially you uh, if we had any of that to us um i can't i mean can we just get around this by saying it's a drift you'll like it just listen but i can't say that to people that's rubbish yeah it might not be for you what would I say to people? Look, people sometimes I'm trying to think, like I'm trying to think how those conversations go in my head. People say, oh, what do you do for a living? So I do a bit of radio, do some podcasts. Oh, tell me about uh, the podcast. Oh, I, I do one which is sort of a, a political one about ideas. And then... And what's the other one? It's about, um, it's, it's sort of like about being socially awkward. I mean, it's not for everyone. <laughs> I mean, that's, I think that's what I say. Even we're terrible at this. Like, yeah. how's anyone else supposed to be really yeah, good? Yeah. Mm. We need to employ a PR person. Yeah, well, we do. Although I think, like, if somebody was a PR person, yeah. they wouldn't like this podcast. No. Although I'll tell you who does like it. Who? I, I think, unless she's so good at PR that um, she's convinced me otherwise, mm. is Lizzie from ACAST. Oh, yes, yeah. Who's like sort of... And the, she works in this She's area. the head honcho. I mean, Why don't we ask her to do this for us? <laughs> should, we'll ask yeah, her. Yeah. Maybe she'll help us with this. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it'll be a real test to see... Because uh, Lizzie has tweeted us on occasion, mm. having heard bits of an episode. Mm, mm. But, I mean, what are we, 40-odd minutes in at is this she, point? Is she still there? Is she still... I mean, is she still listening anyway? Yeah. Because the podcast... It's, it's a lot more sophisticated than it was when we launched this. Mm. So... Who could blame her? There are I there are many have. other podcasts to be listening to. Only so and even time. if she is still listening to this, mm. is anybody really getting this far into an episode? <laughs> but if she is there, maybe she can help us out and then we'll get back to Lee. Okay. Let's see see how that goes. Okay. We can we can pass on your email address to Lizzie. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to be the middleman. No, no, no. There's something, something that feels very grubby about that to me. <laughs> I was thinking we could announce it so that everyone announce it. <laughs> we could debut it. We'd and have then, to get somebody on. And then everyone on. can use it. We'd have to get somebody else on to say it, though. Yeah. Can you imagine us like saying, oh, and here's the, here's the positive thing that'll mm. get people hooked about it. We couldn't do it. We'd sooner die, surely. We could get Sarah to do it. Get, she'd be good at it. Brush America. Yeah. I know, but I just don't think, I don't think she'd believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, back well, to if anyone one. could help us with this, yeah. because you know we all know the way it usually goes. People think, "Oh, my friend might like this," mm. and then it ruins the friendship. Yeah, that were true. Yeah, but maybe yeah. we should all just keep quiet about it. Yeah, yeah. there <laughs> we go. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. That's it. <laughs> Sorted out. Okay, great. And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening, but don't tell anyone. Um, thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Carla Gowlett took that nice photo of me and Annabelle that you see on the artwork. Although I do think I'm... A, you look the same. I'm, I'm unrecognisable. I'm so ravaged oh, by age. Um, so thanks to Carla. Good old Carla. And, uh, and to the brilliant Kim Rainey who did the artwork and my f- 
favourite uh, phrase, I mean, there were many in this week's episode, but I, th- I think the, the one that springs to mind is, No! My fat fingers! <laughs> All right, podication time. This comes from Saskia Dammers, who says, Gorda Morgan, Jeff and Annabelle. I'm going to take the plunge and guess at Dutch. Yeah. See see where that gets us. Uh, Apologies for the lengthy email in advance and for any spelling, punctuation, wording errors. Dyslexia is a constant struggle in everyday situations. Well, so far, so good. And uh, if, if I do speak, spot something i won't mention <laughs> and if if there is something and then i get sort of stumble i'll i'll pretend it's my bad sight reading nothing to do with the writing so you're completely insulated yep saskia i would just really appreciate you writing in um i'm a first time emailer fairly new drifter and lifetime subscriber to social anxiety and ineptitude with my own encyclopedia thank you autocorrect of social anxiety and awkwardness this podcast has become a way for me to not feel so completely lost in trying to navigate my way through the chaotic thing that is life. Listening in has become a vital part of my daily routine. Can't quite picture how my days were before the time of adrift, uh, with you both cheerily saying hello into my ears as I continue with some mundane but overly thought out and scrutinised task. I can also sympathise with Annabelle with her little incident on the tube, as I have had my own situation coming back from a gig before I moved to Liverpool and still lived in London. This will have to be a story for another time, but I know the combination of humiliation and illness is a truly horrific experience as passengers walk past disgusted and judging as they speed walk to their desired platform. Right, enough rambling from me. I would love this podication to be dedicated to my wonderfully weird friend, Bethan, who introduced me to this podcast in the first place, and I've been binge listening ever since. She actually wrote in her own podication for her boyfriend and now husband, Tommy, and brought up the topic of flying dreams a while ago. It was true then and still is now. She is a cool and special person and more than worthy of this podication. She is a very good egg, and I always look forward to our little meetups where we watch the most terrible show-stroke films we can possibly find accompanied by her little family of animals. If you have a recommendation for films, please feel free to pass them on. Oh, what have I watched recently? My favourite films this year, I've already said, but Eighth Grade. Mm. um, And I enjoyed Monos and Captain Fantastic. They're my three favourite films of the year. Not, they weren't all out this year. I love Eighth Grade. I just enjoyed it's, them all this it's, year. It's, I'm almost at the point of saying it's one of my favourite films. It's fantastic. You have to like give it a few years before you can say that about a film, I think. Mm. But I, I love it so much. Um, I'll tell you what is kind of, I might have said this on the podcast, a bit rubbish but great, is the Will Ferrell Eurovision film. Oh, okay. I've not seen it yet. Okay, I'll watch like, it. Like, I mean, don't, don't go expecting mm. either the next Anchorman or, or, you know, like a work of cinematic brilliance, but it's daft and, and funny enough. And if you love Eurovision, uh, it's a good one. What else have I watched recently? Uh, I watched a Swedish film called Involuntary the other day, which I liked. It's by the same director who did Force Majeure. 
Okay, yeah. I'll tell you what we did watch, actually, is the um, American remake of Force Majeure. Oh, didn't know they did. Really yeah, know. it's it's Will Ferrell again. Weirdly, it's not like I'm on a Will Ferrell, um, you know, season, but it's him and Julia Louis Dreyfus, who I love, obviously, and like I, I prefer the um, you know the original. Mm. That being said, it's it's not just the same film beat for beat. They do something a bit different with it, and oh, the, okay. and the you know their relationship is very funny. I love you know I love seeing her on screen especially um so yeah that that was quite good i'm trying to think what else i've seen trolls world tour (laughs) (laughs) okay you stop there (laughs) we were we were doing a thing where we were watching films every friday and saturday night but it's all sort of fallen out of my head um just watched the second series of a she has for films not tv shows didn't Mm -hmm. she but i did just watch second series of before we die which wasn't as good as the first, but was still pretty compelling. Anyway, if I think of any, I'll uh, I'll let you know. Okay. Toying with the Mary Poppins reboot thing. But the one that was out years ago. Like a couple of years ago. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just like toying with it, like it's on the cinemas this weekend. Like what the like No, what ago. it was is we we watched um, the filmed version of Hamilton. So I've really got the urge to watch anything with Lin-Manuel Miranda in it. Ah, okay, right. So, um, what else, what else, what else? Um, Beth has been a huge help in a particularly low period of my life, unfortunately, coinciding with when the world was forced into lockdown. She's kept me laughing with all kinds of silliness, sing-alongs, random chats, delicious food, comparing our avocado plant growth and having weekly-ish calls to sync up Netflix and catch up on whatever terrible thing we've decided to watch. Um, I was going to wait for her birthday to write in for a publication, but it's very far away and I'm quite impatient. Hopefully this will give her an idea for how grateful I am that her peculiar self appeared into my life and for everything she's done thus far perhaps without even realizing i'm no wordsmith unlike beth who can write a beautiful moving poem to customer service regarding a pizza order gone terribly wrong also at the risk of uh, beginning to sound like a character from one of the terrible films we've watched together i'll wrap this up beth i can't wait to make an intent in our ever-growing list of after lockdown activities and continue to be socially awkward and so very weird with you. Oh, and never forget to stick your finger in the soil. Okay. It's mysterious. Mm. Uh, thanks for keeping on with the podcast. Um, well, th- thanks thanks for your kind words then, uh, Saskia. Uh, she says, um, enjoy listening to other people's stories of social dysfunction. Um, she then adds a P.S., and I won't read it out on the podcast, but the answer to your question is, yes, I am intrigued. I am aware of the person you're talking about. You know, like many other people, is flawed. But any stories are always interesting to me. Okay. As much as I, you know, I, I uh, adore this person. Okay. Okay. It's not me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Although I am very flawed. <laughs> Um, that's from Saskia for Bethan, and then you'll never guess what. What? Who, who the uh, who the, who the next uh, the next one is from? Well, I think I know. Well, of course you do, because yeah. you cut and pasted it into an email for me. Uh, for um, 
It's Beth and Williams Graham, oh. who says, I feel cheeky asking for another podcast as you granted me an excellent one in episode 50, which was for my then boyfriend, now husband, Tommy. But do you ever call Tom Tommy? Yeah. Really like Tommy. Yeah, that's nice. Tommy, yeah, rock on Tommy. Um, but I think you'll be pleased to know that this podcast request is for my friend Saskia, whom I have managed to convert into an adrift listener. We know this. We're very oh. grateful. Within weeks of becoming friends with her, I knew there was huge potential for her to become a fellow drifter. Not only has she thrown herself into listening, uh, she has also proven herself to be a true fan by laughing out loud in the street while the podcast floods into her auditory system. It's like an initiation of friendship. Yeah, I like it. Uh, we only became friends early this year, but already I feel she's a kindred spirit. Isn't it great when that happens? Yeah. So rarely, but it's so great when it happens. And her friendship means a lot to me. I don't want to go overboard with expressing how much it means to me because I'm sure it would make her uncomfortable. Further proof that she's a drifter. I even gave her one of the adrift badges I bought so that she can proudly wear it and silently communicate with any other drifters <laughs> she might pass by. The truth is that our friendship was forged during a difficult time for her. But what I don't think she knows is that it was also a difficult time for me. After I got married, my two closest friends disappeared out of my life for various reasons, which was craptastic. But then I met Saskia and we quickly became great friends and it came along when I needed a friend the most. Needless to say, it also made lockdown a hell of a lot easier as we'd talk on the phone for hours while we watch trashy TV together and discuss the merits of trying to grow our own avocado trees. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, this is really nice. It's yeah. a crossover of yeah, all this stuff. It's lovely. Uh, she is lovely, sweet, funny, talented, kind, and a wonderful person. I sincerely hope that despite my terrible social skills, that I can maintain my friendship with her for many years to come. And I just want her to know how much I value her friendship. Kind regards. Never sure how to sign off. Pretty sure kind regards is the equivalent of an uncomfortable handshake, which is my <laughs> style. So says Beth and Williams Green. Annabelle, do you just want to remind people who, you know, if they don't know how to sign off, um, how you should sign off all correspondence? Many thanks and all best wishes. Of course. There you go. Um, I'm just looking at my recently watched films on my <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> I mean, it's mainly kids' films and things I don't yeah and sort of quite rubbish comedies right nothing you'd like to recommend no like so we we watched the other week the tina fey amy polar comedy sisters oh i saw which that. i love both of them i mean yeah. it's not great but it's, i mean it is fun to see them yeah. on screen and there's some really funny bits in it and we rewatched um la story with steve martin a while ago okay it was quite good um then a little kids films Oh, Pride. That's a great film. That's an amazing film. Yeah, I love that. We rewatched yeah. that a while ago. Oh, yeah, I definitely recommend that. Yeah. Shall I shall I leave it there? Yeah. Okay. Um well well there we go. Um what what a lovely thing to receive both those emails in the in the same week. Um so please uh I was gonna say Please do share that story, Saskia, about uh, Ed Miliband. <laughs> it's not about Ed. It's not about Ed. Um, um, uh, uh, but I, I, I'm really pleased that you found each other and I'm really pleased that you both found us. And uh, if you would like a podication, then you can email us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Selling a little? 
or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.